0: Hey, thanks for tuning in into the City Life Church podcast. We are a church in San Francisco and we exist so that people that are far from God, we encounter his presence and
1: experience the life that only Christ offers. We pray that this word will challenge you and encourage you in your walk of faith with Jesus.
0: Hey, today is our family Sunday, so we want to invite you, pull up a chair, join our little family conversation in our living room right here, and uh, we're going to talk about some things that happened this year. And in case you haven't met my family, this is my wife, Pastor Elena, and then we have Juliana right over here, and Erica, Jaden, and Ethan. That would be E-Dog right over there. So this year, family, it's been crazy, right? 2020 has been absolutely insane. None of us saw this year coming and playing out the way it did. So let me kind of give us a a brief little review of how the year started. Started with mom and dad up in Washington preaching. And halfway through my sermon, I look at the audience and people are flipping out. They're just going crazy. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, is my zipper down? What's going on? Like, people are sad, shocked. And I found out that Kobe Bryant had died in a helicopter accident that day. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, man, we were mourning and, and just, you know. We were so saddened and shocked by that, right? Then like a week later, the Niners like, oh, come on, baby. Super Bowl Sunday is fourth quarter. We were dancing and rejoicing because we felt like we broke the curse. The quest for six, man, we had the trophy, the Super Bowl trophy in our hands, and then we choked right at the end of the game, and that was brutal. The boys, y'all remember that, right? Are you healed from that yet? Kind of. Speaking of Ethan, it was the following week. We had Danny and Jamie Schultz ministering at our church and uh, we had like some special events going on and Ethan says, man, dad, my tummy is I'm like, dude, take some Pepto-Bismol, Advil and some hot bats and you're gonna feel better by tomorrow. But dad was wrong because the next day you were feeling worse, right? Remember that? And then it's like the next day you were still hurting and mama was saying, maybe we should take him to the hospital. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like 24 hours, 48 hours, he should be all right. More Pepto, more Advil, more hot bats. After four days, I listened to the Holy Spirit through your mama right over here, found out that you had a bursted, a ruptured appendix, and we had to rush you to the ER for surgery. You would spend five days uh, at the hospital. We had to go and get a hotel room down in Cupertino to hang out with you. And uh, like our family, everything was disrupted, and that was crazy. But you're healthy now, right? You're feeling good, beating up on your brother. Come on, somebody. <laughs> And then just a couple of weeks later something called coronavirus became a reality to all of us, right? And it's like, man, what is COVID-19 and like why do people wear masks? And then we got this message that the mayor says we're shutting down the city, we're doing something called shelter in place, and we're like that is horrible. It's like adults on timeout now. <laughs> and uh, and we were all stuck in the house for like a full week without leaving the house. Remember that? Using our our, our Instacart uh, to to bring in some food and uh, it was insane. Do y'all remember the first place we went to when we finally got to leave the house? Does anybody remember? Anybody remember? In and Out. Juliana was correct. We got to go to In and Out. That was drive-through, and we waited like an hour to get through the drive-through. But it felt like this is wonderful. We're finally away from being on timeout, kind of, and. Uh, That was like March, and then y'all remember like we had to start recording our church services from our living room in Pacifica every Sunday. It was like someone do the dishes quick. We got to (laughs) record, right? And we didn't have the full band. Uh, Your your cousin Pastor David came and hung out, played the guitar, and we would do worship from our living room. We'd preach from the living room, and for weeks, maybe a few months, that's how we were doing church services. That was pretty crazy. Remember that Easter Sunday? Remember Easter Sunday? It's like this is crazy. It's Easter Sunday and we're in our pajamas. This is so weird. And then May and June roll around, and pretty soon it's time to graduate. Ethan's graduating from elementary school, and we had to do a virtual graduation, and teachers were driving through our community, remember that, honking their horns, and we're like, hey, thank you, congratulations, now you're going to middle school. Or then J-Dog, Jaden, graduating from middle school, going into high school, and us having to drive, and we did that whole parade, all the you know teachers and students driving through the community for like an hour and honking their horns and that was weird that was cool but that was weird right graduation season and then man something really sad happened like at the end of may going into june and then through july we were just awakened to the hatred in our nation remember that and uh... george floyd brianna taylor all of a sudden it was like on every device We're all just glued to our devices and weeping and crying we had some some very important family conversations exploring is there racism in our nation remember how much time we spent talking about it and reading and researching and watching documentaries and it just gripped our hearts right and we went to oakland we went out on a few marches together here in san francisco y'all remember that right so i'm just kind of remembering the years and that seems like a long time ago by now right then do you guys remember like the fires in like august And that was this year, the smoke everywhere, right? Burning up in the North Bay, the South Bay, the East Bay, fires everywhere. There was one day where we had like this smoke solar eclipse. It was like, it was like noon and it felt like it was 10 o'clock at night. It was dark. That happened this year. That was insane. And then again, we, we go into the fall and it's like, are we going back to school? No, distance learning. So Studying from home and having to purchase new laptops and Chromebooks or whatever And everyone trying to find a corner in the house to study and mom and dad pulling our hair At least mom was and uh, trying to adjust with distance learning and then Erica you go to college and it's like COVID up there and, and everyone quarantined and trying to trying to go to classes and having to be six feet Distance from everybody else and like trying to pivot and adjust that was pretty insane and then politics Do y'all remember watching the debate and just kind of getting sick to our stomachs? Mm -hmm. That was despicable. And remember the conversations that we had, like this is the best that our nation has to offer? Like Jesus, Lord, we need you, we need some help. So all the tension on social media and all the craziness, this was an insane year. And here we are last Sunday of the year and we're getting ready to step into 2021. Anybody ready for 2021? All right, so let me ask a couple questions then. Talk about challenges. What were some of the most challenging things that you experienced? I'll start with Juliana right over here. Juliana, what was some of the most challenging moments that you experienced in 2021 or 2020,
2: I should say? Um, I think that right when COVID first started happening, like when our school started shutting down, the biggest like difference I think was transitioning from in-person school to online school. That was just really weird for me and difficult, I guess.
0: Not getting to see friends every day, right? Erica, how about you going to college and stuff? Like what were some of the most, maybe internship stuff? What was the the challenges you experienced? Yeah,
3: I mean, 2020, I had lots of goals and uh, ideas and things looking forward. Um, Two in those last little months of the spring and then I ended up having to move home like four months early And I had no idea what to do with my life (laughs) I was hoping to like come up with my next steps and it just kind of got cut off and I had to say goodbye to everybody and move home Which was super weird. I love you guys, but like that was really weird Weird Remember that Sunday
0: where we're all trying to watch the service together like guys You're like, this isn't worship, guys. Like, this isn't feeling right. (laughs) I was so upset. (laughs) And we're like, we need to get like our worship on. Do we stand up during like this video? And Chelsea's leading us. Like, do we clap our hands? Like, what do we do? That was a challenging time, right?
3: So confusing. Ethan,
0: tell me a little bit for you. Obviously, at the beginning of the year was challenging. What were some of the the greatest challenges that you had this year?
1: Um, obviously, when I had appendicitis, because that hurt super bad and it was disappointing. Like everyone thought we were all gonna go back to normal but we haven't yet. So that's weird.
0: That was pretty weird, huh? Jay, how about you, man? Not getting not getting to, to do some stuff with your friends. What was weird or challenging for you this um,
1: year? Some of the hardest things for me was like graduating from eighth grade, not being able to like do any of the things that I was most excited to do like um field trips and stuff and also adjusting to high school uh through online learning so yeah
0: yeah i remember like for years we'd pull up to you know ibl where mr little's the principal right and we'd see like right before the the graduating eighth grade class would would wrap up the year they would have all those buses that would take everyone to great america to go hang out and you were counting down the years and it finally was your turn and like ready set wait and ready, set, cancel. And not being able to go, that was, that was probably pretty challenging, right? Yeah. Mama, how about you? What, was like, what were some of like the, the more challenging moments for you? Tell us.
4: Yeah, so for me it was very weird to not be able to um, come to church. So for me that was challenging, not being able to see our church family. That was really hard for me. I love connecting with people, and so for me that was that's been hard all year long. Another adjustment for me is I'm used to being able to come into work and get things done, and here I was adjusting to trying to help my kids with distance learning. You guys are all pretty amazing at it, but the challenges of kind of being the mom in that picture of making a lot of a lot more meals. There's a you know just the the challenges of all of that. And then um, I think even just between you and I, just learning how to communicate in each other's space all day long. So that that was a challenge I think we have um, learned. But for, I think that was one of the biggest challenges, learning how to communicate with respect and with love uh, when you don't have anywhere to hide from each other.
0: Right. But you learned, though, right? No, I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> think how you learned, babe. That's just funny. kidding. That was tough because we obviously were best friends. We do life together, ministry together, the whole nine. And all of a sudden, it's like, man, we're kind of stuck with each other all day at home.
4: I love you, but I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's like it's a
0: love-hate thing. And it's like, find your own corner. Like, no, someone's already there. It's a family of six. Where do I go? Uh And that was a bit of a challenge for all of us. And but praise God that God is good and gracious. And
4: uh, thank you for putting up with me.
0: And vice versa. And we're together. We're better. We're learning and we're doing good. For me, some of the challenging things for me would be. This year we had a lot of people that are dear to us that passed away. That was tough. Uncle Mike uh, passing this year was really tough for me. I found myself just really, like, mourning. That was really difficult. And and several, like, heroes of faith of mine that that graduated to heaven this year. And then, you know, there were so many deaths, many of which were COVID-related and some weren't. But um, just the inability to not be able to just be there and help in person, that was challenging for me. That was tough. For me, another, probably one of the more painful experiences for the year challenging was the whole uh, social injustice piece. That was really, really hard. I'm thankful that God has maybe in many ways opened our eyes to learn more, and we're always going to be in a learning process because we need to learn, right? And uh, we need Jesus to do miracles in our nation and the world. That was really tough for me. I found myself really grieving and hurting and just thinking about my friends who have been experiencing pain for their whole life. That was pretty tough. And um, so that was a challenging time. Yes. Another thing that was challenging was just not being able to hang out with church family. Yes. Coming on Sundays or during the week and hanging out with church, I miss people. We love people. We love hanging out with people. I love traveling and ministering at other churches. and That's cool too, but missing our own church family. That was one of the more brutal parts of this year for me. And then maybe one thing that was really disappointing and frustrating as well and painful, honestly, is people that moved away. That's sad. And some people... Some people told us, like, PJJ, because of this and that, whatever, we're having to move away and talked about it. We prayed about it. Some people actually asked us, hey, what do you think? Do you think that God is leading us? And that was kind of a bittersweet because it was bitter because we're going to have to say goodbye, but it was sweet in the sense that they included us in those decisions. For me, to be brutally honest, some of the more difficult moments were people that left and never even said goodbye. Like, man, we are part of a church family. And that we're their pastors and we're part of their community of faith. And then all of a sudden I found out later that they've moved, moved away, out of state, out of country, wherever. And it's like not even deuces, like not even a thank you. That, that's, that's tough. So let me just share a lesson with you guys as a family, right? Relationships are important. You will never be consumers when it comes to church. We're always family You know customers go into a restaurant or a store and they get something out of it right they might pay for something and it's a transaction church life is not a transaction it's relationships so that for me was really difficult people and again some people needed to move just crisis the finances i get all that but man at least the relational piece holler at your boy talk to your pastors let me know let us know right that was tough for me here's another question though what were some things that we learned this year what are things that maybe some lessons that you learned and I'll start with Erica this time starting from my firstborn the oldest one what are some lessons that you learned from 2020
3: yeah I think um, always struggling with this um, attempt to learn how to sympathize with people and empathize with them and really feel and be there for people I think this year I definitely um, didn't have to suffer as most people did um, but learning how to just listen that's something that i really struggled with this year <laughs> like how can i just stop talking and listen to my friends who are in pain um yeah and that inflexibility flexibility too because there was so many things that happened in our family and our church life this year um learning just to say yes i'll go even when i don't want to and no i won't go even though i wish i could was been uh, has been really strange and really great all
0: about the f word right
3: yeah the f word <laughs> what is
0: the f word
3: flexibility.
0: Flexibility, boys and girls. That's awesome. Ethan, tell me like some lessons that you learned this year. What were some things that 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 you learned?
1: Um, I think I learned that I that we got to accept that COVID is real and that it's actually putting a lot of people in pain and depression and stuff. And that we got to help it as much as we can
0: that's a great answer buddy so yeah COVID is real remember all the different conspiracy theories and some videos that I even share with you guys like look at what people are saying about COVID right and then like when all of a sudden our friends and family members started coming down with COVID it's like no this is a real deal and then people start dying it's like this is for real but then even depression like you said and discouragement that's real talk A lot of people, because they were sheltered in place and lost jobs and different things, opportunities and experiences, they became depressed. Even young people became depressed. And from the research that we did, because of COVID, three months into it, about half of the American population experienced depression. That's pretty trippy. Juliana, how about you? What were some lessons you learned?
2: I think I just learned how to be a lot more appreciative of what I had, because even before COVID, I was really complaining about, like, having to go certain places, having to wake up early to go to school, having to like sit through these classes um, in person. And I was always like, oh man, I wish I could just do homeschool. I mean, and now that I have to do homeschool, I'm like, oh, take me out of this. Like I need, I need it in person again. So I think that um, at least when COVID is over, when, we, when we're able to go to life again, um, I think I'll be able to appreciate the things I have a lot more.
0: Yeah. It's crazy right, guys, because we've said it before. we will never go back to normal we, we We're gonna experience a new normal in the future. Jaden, how about you, man? What you learn from
1: this year? One thing I learned was like one thing I learned was to be like more patient because a lot of times, um, especially in the past few months, I've had to learn how to be patient rather than trying to get into things that I can't do yet. like I don't know. Yeah, they that's should. a good answer. Hey, one thing we all learned is that Jaden's voice
0: changed this year. That was pretty dope, right? And that was pretty. When we started the year at like an octave lower or higher, I should say, and now it's deeper. So that's pretty amazing. Babe, how about you, Elena? What uh, What were some lessons that you learned that we learned collectively?
4: And Jaden, you grew taller than me this year, too. (laughs) Pretty crazy. Um, This year, I think one of the biggest things that stands out to me, besides just learning to grow in communication together as a family and just learning how to overcome some of life's hurdles together, has been just learning how to sit with other people in their pain and how to really listen rather than uh, impart my perspective into things and um, listening to people's, um, even to their fears and not in a sense, trying to fix people, but just listening in and hearing what they have to say and going to God about things rather than just internalizing everything. And um, yeah, so for me, I think that's one, one of the things I've taken away the most is learning how to just, just listen and stop talking.
0: Yeah, I mean, we could probably write a book on different things that we learned. There are so many lessons that we could learn. A couple that jumped out to me as I was pondering and thinking about it was even though we know that the favor of God is on our lives, Favor is just our portion. We are favored. We are highly favored of God, our family, our church, and you know, God's got our picture on his refrigerator because he loves us that much, right? That's awesome. But even though favor is on our lives, it doesn't mean that we don't go through difficult times. And uh, and we go through difficult times. Our church family, everyone in our community went through really difficult times, many different ways, many different experiences. So though you have favor on your life, it doesn't mean that it's gonna be a cakewalk. Another thing that I learned is that this year revealed a lot of what's on the inside of me, a lot of areas that God still wants to work and, and help me with. And I, I saw some things that perhaps were good, but also some things that weren't so good. And we had to have real conversations from time to time, right? Like, man. <laughs> and uh, so if I were to get a tattoo, it would just simply say, work in progress, because <laughs> God's still doing a work in my life. But remember the verse, guys, that says that he who began a good work, he's faithful to complete it. So. We're under construction, God's working on our lives. That's another lesson, and we had a few others, but let's talk about things that we're excited for as we go into a new year. What are things that you're super like, hoping will happen and transpire? This time I'll start with j Dog. go with you 1st Jaden. what are you excited about?
1: One thing that I'm excited about is like transitioning to a new phase where like, uh, you finally get to like, see your friends, talk to them more. And I'm not sure when we're going back to school, but I'm pretty excited to go back to school. Isn't that crazy? Like none of y'all wanted to go to school before, but after like COVID, like, I
0: can't wait to go back to school. Get up early, make my own lunches. (laughs) I'm excited for that too. Ethan, what are you excited for, for 2021?
1: Anything, because this year sucked. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> he's excited for anything because this year was was a yeah. bummer huh it sucked <laughs> all right keeping it real what about you girls what are you excited for for 2021 juliana
2: similar to what Jaden said probably just like a, a fresh start i guess and hopefully being able to go back to school see our friends maybe travel a bit more um without all of the like difficulties that would came with that i guess came with that this year
0: hmm yeah erica
3: yeah, probably school for me too, um, going into my second semester of my sophomore year of college. And I mentioned earlier that I was sad that I wouldn't get to figure out things. The special thing though is that I did figure out a lot of things within the last month. So for this year, I'm excited to get to walk in those things because there's a lot of things I feel like God has told me this year somehow, <laughs> and I'm gonna get to actually practice them uh, in, the, in the next year. So I'm really excited for that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very cool and getting involved with worship and you know all that fun stuff right so mama tell us what are you excited about for you personally for our family for the church what are your thoughts for 2021
4: well, as a mom, I also hope that you guys get to go back to school because I think it will be great to see if we can get back into that rhythm of life. But even if that doesn't happen, um, one of the things I'm excited about is um, really seeing growth in me and hopefully growth in others around me as well, spiritually, um, as a family. I just, I feel like this is a year coming up that we're going to take what we've learned this year and hopefully um, bring it into causing us to, for me personally, to, to really grow in my walk with God, even in really relationship with people so hopefully take the the harsh things of this year and bring them into the next year into reality because like you said things are going to be different going forward and so it's almost a little difficult to imagine kind of what life looks like going forward and how to take it there but I think one step in front of the other learning to take each day as it comes and um so this next year, I think that's what I'm excited about most is being able just to live each day fully and be um, be fully present to my family and people around me.
0: That's great. Again, we may not know what the future holds, but we know who holds our future, right? So God's in control. He's got great things in store for us. As we've been saying all along, man, God's got this. We got to trust him and it's not going to be easy necessarily, but he's got good things prepared for us. So Things that I'm excited for and possibly hopeful for, I'm excited for you guys going back to school for many different reasons. <laughs> I'm excited about that. I'm excited to hopefully eventually not have to wear masks everywhere. Like when you wake up and you got bad breath and you wear a mask, it's like, oh my gosh. Or like maybe you burped, burped and under the mask like, what? Right, that's not fun. So not having to wear masks, that will be, that'll be pretty dope. Or what about the thought of like every time you sneeze or cough, it's like, oh. Do I have COVID? Like, having, you know, getting that behind us, that'll be awesome. I'm hope hope—I'm hopeful for that and looking forward to it. But I'm actually more excited about when, when we finally get to hang out with the church family again. I'm excited to meet the new people that God's connected to our church. So many people have found us online. Maybe they're watching us right now. And, uh, and being able to meet them in person and, and just, just get to know folks. I can't wait for that. That's going to be so awesome. And uh, so there's a a lot of different things that we could be excited about, but I'm excited for new beginnings. I'm excited for a new season, and God is a God of new beginnings, and I'm looking forward to that. Hey, I want to share as we wrap up this time in in family talk right here. I want to share what I call three declarations, three things that I'm declaring over us as a family personally, but also over our church. I'm making these, these declarations, believing that this is the heart of God. So it's not just John John's ideas, but it's I believe it's God's heart for us. These three declarations come from a passage that I was reading in Ephesians where Paul is talking to the church in Ephesus. Ephesus was a dope city, great church there. And, and he's writing to them. So notice what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1. Verses 15 through 19, he says, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. Now that right there is amazing. Mom and Dad, we pray for you constantly. We thank, you know, we thank God for you. And every day we're lifting up your names before God, thank you God for Erica, thank you that you're doing a great work in her life, thank you that the boys are staying away for this season, God, and (laughs) thank you for Julian and Jaden and Ethan and all that, so every day we give thanks to God and we think of of you guys often as we do for our church and we pray for people in our church and that's the beauty of being a part of a family is that there are people that know us and care about us. Paul is telling uh, Timothy there and and telling the leaders there in Ephesus, hey, I think of you uh, regularly and then he goes on to say, uh he says i have not stopped thanking god for you i pray for you constantly asking god the glorious father of our lord jesus christ to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of god and he says i pray that your hearts will be flooded with the light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance and verse 19, he says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible, incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. It's a powerful statement. Now, you might be listening like, dad, what you talking about? You know, like, what are you trying to say here? Three things that kind of jump out to me from this passage. It's awesome how Paul is saying, hey, I think of you regularly and often, and I give thanks to God for you. But he talks about three things, and these three principles, I think, are, are not just for 2021, but it should be for our life, for your lifetime. Here the, 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 here's the first thought. He says, I'm, I'm believing for the spirit of wisdom to be your portion. My declaration to us and to you and to our church family is that as we go into 2021, that we would walk in the spirit of wisdom. Now, if we unpack that, we go to Proverbs and we find out that the spirit of wisdom is actually a person, it's the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit, he is the spirit of wisdom. And, and in this context, Paul is talking about the spirit of wisdom that helps us to know Jesus better. That's what he's referring to. But in our context, it's not just to know Jesus better, but how do we navigate through new seasons? We need the wisdom of God so that we know how to make the right choices as we go into 2021 and beyond. How do we navigate as we're adjusting to all the, different, all the different pressures in our lives and everything else? Like we need not just our own common sense, a good judgment, street smarts, but we need the spirit of wisdom. So my declaration over our family is that 2021, God is going to release a greater measure of the spirit of wisdom over us. The second thought here that I see from this passage, basically Paul's referring to eyes of faith, that your eyes would be enlightened, he said that you'd be able to see more clearly, that you'd be able to see the big picture. Sometimes we can only see like what's right in front of us. Oh my gosh, I've got something right in front of me, but there's a bigger picture. And my hope would be that God would give us not just optimism and like, you know, just good ideas, but that he would open our eyes to see for real what truly is taking place, what really matters, and that there would be faith in our hearts to believe that God is gonna do amazing things in and through our lives, in and through our church, in and through God's people. So 2021, we're not just playing catch up. I believe that God wants us to be on the forefront for our community here in the Bay Area, but also around the world. Do You guys understand what I mean with that? So I'm declaring over you eyes of faith, eyes that can see. There are people who have physical eyes, but they're blinded spiritually. I'm I'm believing that God's gonna help us to see with spiritual eyes the things that he wants to reveal to us. And then the third thought, and, um, and this is a good one too, is what I would call uh, a courageous heart, a heart of courage that God would give us. And Paul was talking about this power, that the power of God would be released upon them. He says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that's the power that rests upon us. I'm believing that God will continue to give us courage. And can I tell you, as I brag on you, you've been courageous this year. We've had some difficult times, challenging times lots of uncertainties, lots of question marks. But I remember us having real conversations and saying, no, it's not just for us, but we need to be courageous for others. And, and as a family, we prayed for not just ourselves, but we prayed for our, 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 our neighbors and schoolmates and classmates, whoever. And um, I believe that God wants to release a greater measure of his power. So I'm declaring a courageous heart over you. I'm, dec- I'm declaring a courageous heart over our church family that we would not choose fear, but that we would be, that we choose courage. God told Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Why? Because you're gonna need it. So I wanna make that declaration over you guys, a spirit of wisdom, eyes of faith, and a heart of courage, a courageous heart. I think it's gonna be a great year. All right, Mama? What are your final thoughts for 2021? What are you believing for and declaring?
4: I think over our family and over our church, I'm declaring that there would be Great joy. I think this has been a a kind of a rough season, a rough year, and I believe a breakthrough is on the horizon for us, just in the area of finding peace, joy, and I I think uh, one word that God gave me this year that I didn't know how fit into this year was uh, the word advance. And I think that is going into 2021 is this is a year for us to take what we've learned this year and really move forward um, with our um, with the things God has given us to do in this next year, and you know, not even uh, trying to decide exactly what what we're going to do this year, but um, learning, learning as we go, learning together as we go, and finding joy in the middle of life situations. So that's what I'm declaring for.
0: So powerful. Hey, listen, church family, Um, it hasn't been easy. This has been a tough year for sure. And, uh, but God's still good, right? We're coming out better on the other side. And we might have some scrapes and some bruises, right? Maybe some stretch marks from all the growing, <laughs> growing pains that we've experienced together. And, and it hasn't been easy. Let's be honest, right? But God is still good, and he's got great things in store for us. I'm believing and declaring over you, as I've declared over my own family, just the goodness of God. This is going to be a good year. I can't promise you that things are going to be easy. There's still a lot of question marks, a lot of what-ifs, but I know that God is still on his throne, and he rules in justice, and he's good and perfect in everything that he does. So I want to just speak that word of encouragement over you. I want to believe that your faith is being stirred, that you're being encouraged. God's not done with us yet. He is still writing our stories, and he hasn't placed a period. There's a comma. Some things have slowed down, perhaps, but he continues to write these sentences and these paragraphs in this beautiful story, and I want to declare over you just the favor of God, the favor of God. You don't lose it. We don't necessarily walk away from it just because we've gone through difficult times. He continues to chase us down. We want to pray for you today and i just declare the goodness of god over you jesus we love you god and i thank you so much for each viewer that's watching and those that are listening to this message god i pray that even today they would sense the closeness of the holy spirit realizing god that we're not in this in in this journey alone but you're with us and you're holding us father i pray for courage to be released i pray for faith to be instilled into every heart Father, for those that would be distant from you today, God, I pray that today they would open their hearts to you. Lord, as they're stepping into a new year, God, I pray that they would invite you to take control, be the Lord of their lives. Father, we pray that 2021 would be a year of phenomenal breakthroughs. We speak the blessings of God over each one in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Happy New Year.